This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by rock sponsor Subsplash. Subsplash is a technology company that provides software solutions for churches and nonprofit organizations. Connect with Subsplash today at rockrms.com slash sponsors. Welcome to this edition of Rockcast. It's a special edition where we get to interview uh, someone in the community that you may already be familiar with, and we are so excited to kick this off. I'm Emily Foreman, have John Edmiston here, and our special guest today is Adam Han of LCBC Church. He is the digital director at LCBC, and that is a church in Pennsylvania with 18 locations, plus an online church um, experience as well. And Adam, we are so grateful to have you here. You've been a, a incredible member of the rock community for many years, and this is a great opportunity for us to have a conversation for the community. Thanks for joining yeah, us. Th- yeah, thanks for having us, uh, or having us, having me. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm glad to, um, to to be in the podcast and to talk with you guys, and uh, we, we love rock and and uh, love being a part of the community, so looking forward to our conversation. 18 campuses, wow, yeah. that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, we added three locations um, this summer, um, and um, there was a church just with some transitions going on in leadership, and they approached uh, LCBC and asked if they could become our next three locations. And uh, it was kind of cool. It was, a, or at least to my knowledge, it was the first rock to rock migration. They were a rock church already, and um, we uh, they migrated over. Uh, this summer, and they've been kind of onboarding and learning all of the the LCBC way of doing things. And um, they're up in Scranton, Pennsylvania. So anyone that likes the office and the uh, <laughs> the electric city, we've we've made a lot of uh, uh, trips up there to to hang out with with the new team members. Nice, very cool. Yeah. How long have you been in in a part of the community, Adam? Yeah, so I think it's been probably around four years. Um, I, or at least I've attended four different rock conferences. Okay. And the first one, the first one we attended was before we um, actually implemented into rock. Um, so we've been at least in the community for around four years. Uh, our team uh, just uh, listening and watching and slowly, hopefully contributing back. Um, but we, we launched uh, into rock. Uh, I think it was April, 2019. Okay. And you have some unique things about your church and about the way you approach ministry that you've also been, you know, obviously crafting your tools to fit. What are some things that set LCBC apart? Yeah, probably one of the biggest things that people that know us or have maybe heard some of our rock uh, talks at the conference, um, one of the unique things is around our check-in culture that we have for adults. And um, it's something that we've always done. And it's, it sounds weird when we talk about it and people think we are, we're like giving stuff to people, you know, to get them to check in. But we have uh, pre-COVID, I think we had around 60 to 70% of our uh, adult attendees checking in on the weekend. Um, right now, I think we're kind of like 40 to 50%. Um, our head counts a little weird because we're also factoring in online and there's this weird kind of like factors that we do for online attendance. Um, but a couple weekends ago, we had over 6,000 people check in either through SMS or through our mobile app 
which is uh, a workflow that we run through Brock to, to um, give attendance. And uh, we talk about, uh, you know, from the stage every weekend, our campus pastors or whoever's on stage will say like, hey, when you check in, we check in with you and it's our way uh, that we help care for you and know that you're here. And we literally do, we have processes that we follow up with people. Uh, if it's their first time at LCBC and we run through based off that check-in data, um, or if they've been tending, attending for years and just kind of like every eight weeks we're trying to reach out to people who uh, call LCBC home and just check in with them. Um, so that's probably one of the unique things uh, that we do. Uh, probably another thing too, um, and I kind of assume that this happens probably at other churches, um, I don't know to what level, but we have really been on a mission to leverage our data um, mm. for our ministry purposes. And when you look at the the data, like the, the data that's in uh, different rock instances across the country, I mean, there's such rich data in there mm-hmm. and so much information we know about our people. Um, whether you're doing like a check-in culture or not, um, there's still a lot of information in there. And we can do a lot of ministry around that information. So we've, we've tried to set up a lot of processes um, or, or ways of leveraging that data to know our people well, to help them grow um, in, in their faith. Yeah, I love that concept of the adult check-in. Um, it really kind of is the holy grail of, of church data, is knowing who, who's there so that you can you know, have that deep ministry to follow up with them if, if a life change happens or something in the course of life uh, changes and I love the way that you guys have just done that through just your culture and accountability. Yeah. I was really interested in your presentation at the conference that we just wrapped up and you were talking about tracking engagement and every, and that's a hot button word, right? Everybody wants to yeah. talk about engagement, but you really drilled down both at the beginning and at the end after you'd shared all the complex and interesting things you've developed over time that the strategy is the first important thing. And, yeah. um, and it does seem like you have quite a strategy behind the process that you were just explaining. Yeah, definitely. So for us, um, the, the strategy for us, I'll, I'll talk more to the engagement process right now. Um, we really wanted to think through how, again, how we can leverage that data uh, to help our people grow. Um, and, and when I think about like our mission statement, like we always try to tie everything back that we do back towards our mission. So for us, it's to introduce people to Jesus and together fully follow him. That's kind of probably very similar to a lot of different churches out there. Um, And the engagement process we have is more under that together fully follow him bucket. Um, And really it helps us see um, how people are engaged uh, at LCBC across um, four different categories or engagement categories and helps us know how we can help them move to their next step. And we kind of have this premise of like an engagement score on the profile, but the number isn't the most important thing. Uh, What's most important is being able to look at someone and be like, hey, we can help them. Maybe we can help them move uh, into more engagement in a a small group or more engagement on the weekend uh, with their attendance. And there's different things that we can do as we help interact with people individually uh, through phone calls or care calls that we have. Um, or more at like a bigger scale when we're doing kind of like bigger communications um, or we're um, communicating about different events that are coming up and we can identify people and, and, and essentially kind of target or mm-hmm. communicate to those people 
uh, appropriately and in, a, in an appropriate way, not in a creepy way, um, but in a way that helps move them um, towards, uh, you know, more engagement. And we believe that if people are engaging in these categories, it's going to lead to and create the opportunity for them to grow in their faith and their relationship with Jesus. And what are those four categories? Yeah, so um, gather is the first one. So that's based around weekend attendance. Um, the second one is connect, uh, which is like around small groups or what we call adult groups. Uh, serve, that's the serving in the church. Um, one we have is called get out, and that's around inviting people and kind of being in our community. We're still figuring out how to track mm-hmm. that engagement. Um, and then the, the other one is live generously, which is based off of uh, like giving and kind of that, that spirit of, of trusting God with your finances and that, that spirit of generosity uh, to, uh, to others. Awesome. Yeah. And I, I liked that you said we can identify people um, because that sounds really simple, but unless you have very clear um, uh, data strategies and clean data, and it's something that you pay a lot of attention to, and then you synthesize like your church mission down into these categories. How do I measure those categories? It sounds like a quick hop from engagement strategy to to uh, messaging people, but there's a lot of work that goes behind the scenes to try that, to clean it up a little bit, and then to find things that you can measure in those categories, right? Yeah, definitely. We, we spent a lot of time um, kind of testing these concepts um, so we didn't like go out and build the, like this dashboard mm-hmm. that we created like on day one, we spent probably months and a lot of this was actually happening during COVID. So like along with putting out fires and figuring out how to do church online um, during quarantine, we were kind of running this other project along with it and figure and mo- almost because like we had to, cause we, we didn't see any of our people face to face. So we had to find out different ways to kind of track their engagement with us. Um, but we spent a lot of time kind of digging into that data and and kind of just playing with it and seeing like kind of it probably didn't, wasn't as deep as like statistical analysis, but like looking at changes like, hey, if we set the giving threshold to this, what mm-hmm. difference does it make mm-hmm. uh, versus um, uh, if we had to set at this other time frame, you know, and kind of playing with that data and and kind of doing the best that we can with the information we have to kind of feel like, hey, if they're hitting these kind of milestones, those are the types of things that we want to do when we say like they're engaged in a specific area. Um, and then beyond that, when they're engaged in an area, it doesn't mean that they're good. It doesn't mean like if I'm engaged in giving, like I'm like, hey, Adam's good with generosity. There, there's still probably a next step for me uh, in, in that generosity um, kind of journey then. So uh, yeah, we, we did a bunch of uh, kind of diving into that stuff. And then it's even forced us to kind of review um, some of our processes. So mm-hmm. one of the things I didn't talk about much at the conference is that we're, um, we, we created like a baseline metric called active leads, um, which is kind of like previously we would have compared off of like weekend attendance, like average weekend attendance. It's like, how many people do you have engaged based your active uh, or your average uh, weekend attendance? And we're saying that's like a metric that doesn't work anymore. Hmm. Um, it doesn't show the full picture. So we went to this active lead metric, which is based off of the engagement categories and minimal kind of activities that people have done in that. Um, and then beyond that, we're looking at actually an active record type model where we would start to leverage active records as kind of like um, 
if you're thinking like through like a marketing standpoint, almost like the top of the funnel or kind of like the very base interaction that someone has had with our church. Um, so it's making us go back and kind of review our, our active record um, uh, policy or procedures, um, you know, that, that we might have, we have not been very good with that. If you go into a rock instance, we have way more active records than what we should right now, or, or at least we believe that um, everyone has kind of their own uh, philosophy for that. Um, but so, yeah, we're, we've been kind of reviewing our processes, our data processes and looking for ways to track and measure um, those things around, around this engagement model. Wow, that's a very interesting and exciting thing to think about. Um, so many churches, we've heard ourselves as well, they'll come and say, hey, I, I'd really like to track engagement. Um, can you help us do that? And and it's really hard to help them step all the way back and say, we've got to figure out well, how do we align that with your church's mission? Because your engagement strategy can't be the same as someone else's. LCBC's needs to be unique because you're a unique church with a unique mission and unique people attending. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's definitely unique per church and per the mission. And the other thing, too, that this helps with when you can land on it, depending on like the context of your church and how the teams are structured, like for us, it gave our campus and our central teams like a common language. And now a yeah. campus can go and they can look at their engagement scorecard and see how they're doing as a team. Like how well is that campus pastor and that campus team moving their people uh, in their faith journey? Um, and then they can like identify like weak spots um, or, or areas where they're maybe like under average of where the rest of the church is at. And then they can come to central and be like, Hey, what kind of resources do you guys have for us to maybe increase our giving engagement? Mm -hmm. Maybe there's uh, like a 90 day tithe challenge that we can run at that campus or a financial peace university class or something like that. Um, so it really like, like when we roll this out to our teams, you can kind of see the light bulbs going off between our campus and our central teams and figuring out how to work together. Um, I love and that. having that scorecard up. I yeah. Love, I love the idea that you just said that, that you're using the data to help at a campus level de determine what they need to work on. So much it's like, Oh, we're looking at the global, you know, all, all campuses and, and then making programs off of that. But you guys are, are looking at the data and being responsive to the needs of, of each, you know, individual body to, to give them the resources they need. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's been, and it's not like, it probably doesn't work as well as what I'm like saying it right now either. You know, it's, it's still, we're, we're figuring it out. We've done a lot of campus central teamwork over the past few years. Um, and again, depending on your church context, that, that might be like an irrelevant conversation, but still that the idea of having a common language and a uh, scorecard kind of that you're working for and you know how you're doing. Um, and what's even more important and cool about it is that it's affecting people's like eternities and their, mm -hmm. their life now here on earth um, as, as they're growing in their faith with God. One of the things too, I've been impressed with, you know, working closer with you guys in the last year and a half is how much like your leadership and your staff is high effort like there's so many things that you guys are doing like the phone calls that you're making um the the intentional leadership development that you guys are challenged to do as staff i mean yeah i, I think that's that's really great that the effort that you guys put into the ministry and um it's not a passive thing that you just say oh well we just you know we'll do another weekend and see what happens. You guys are so intentional. Can you talk a little bit about some of those programs, maybe the leadership program or other things that, you know, are high effort that you guys do? Yeah. Um, 
that's one of the things that I've loved about my experience at LCBC is um, it's, I won't get into a ton of details, but I came in as like a worship leader uh, with a computer science background mm-hmm. and I had kind of given up the, com- the computer stuff like in college and I was going to do music stuff and um, ended up here. I am, you know, 15 years later kind of leading this, this technology team. And a lot of that is the, the effort that we put in leadership. And there's a lot of times where I was given the opportunity to influence, even though I wasn't in a, position of influence per se, or like in a role, like in a manager role or anything like that. Um, and what we've, I, I feel like as a culture we've developed over the years is this kind of culture of, of building leaders. That's what the church is called to do is to equip uh, the saints to do the work, you know? And, and that's where we've really been uh, leaning into that um, as a, as a staff team. And that's like our campus teams are responsible for developing leaders on their campuses to ca- to help do ministry. Um, we're looking um, centrally. I've been super uh, challenged by Tyler Vance at Life Church uh, recently, just about like, how can our technology teams have volunteers? And how can we pull in either like consultants or, or people that are in the industry that we can learn from, or they might even want to help us with things or small little projects. Um, so that, that's kind of baked into our culture a little bit. And then on top of that, then we have very specific staff development, um, kind of like, pers- uh, not classes, but opportunities that we do at LCBC. So like once a quarter, we get all of our teams together and we kind of do like an all staff day. And it starts with like worship and, and vision in the morning. And then in the afternoon, we can pick some electives that we take. Um, we've done like, our team has done some classes like around like rock hacks, we call them, which is just really the right way to use rock in different situations. <laughs> um, um, or like we do fun stuff too. This is that doesn't have anything to do with leadership, but there was someone that did like a canning class and they like <laughs> can jam and stuff like that, like in the class. Um, so we try to just provide learning opportunities and, and along with that, um, hopefully my team would tell you that I, I try to do intentional one-to-ones with them every month and, and invest in their leadership. And, and I'm not going to force someone in the leadership. I'm not going to say like, you need to be a leader. Um, but we're, I'm always trying to find ways to give them opportunities to, to grow in different areas. Um, again, by no means do we have this perfect at all. Um, recently we've been really challenging ourselves to even kind of build out even more of like a, uh, development pipeline, I guess you could say, uh, of leaders. Um, so our team resourcing team, they've kind of created some tools for us that we can use in conversations with giving uh, team members experiences um, or critical conversations to kind of help them grow. Um, so it's it's just been kind of like a core of like our senior leadership and our senior pastor. That's, that's been his mentality since he came to the church 35 years ago. Um, and, uh, so this has been kind of baked in, I feel like to our culture as we've grown. And, um, so yeah, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind of some of around what we do uh, in in that leadership process. That's really interesting. So are you a master canner now? A master what? Canner. Did you take the jam canning class? No, I didn't. No, I think that was actually one of the times we were doing a class on rock. So I couldn't make it to that one, yep. but it was sweet. They had I this Zoom set up and multiple cameras 
and it was like a legit like almost like cooking show that they did oh how um, cool with every, lighting and everything yeah everyone, yeah everyone talked about it and they were super happy the people that went that's so. a fun idea to have such a variety of topics yeah yeah very cool they, investment they, they even another random one they did was like a self-defense class and they brought in um one uh, someone that used to be on staff but still attends lcbc she was a cop in new york city hmm. and she's like a tiny little person and uh they came in and trained uh just how to do self-defense <laughs> and they had some really big dudes come in and they were flipping them around and That's uh, cool. <laughs> and as an example so just kind of fun stuff speaking of fun stuff what do you like to do for fun when you have time on your hands yeah um so I, time with my family um my wife and i've been married for 14 years we have a son named lincoln who's uh, eight or seven uh, he'll be turning eight um so like any time that we can do fun stuff together as, as a family um personally i like i love technology so i'm always like messing with stuff like i'm one of those guys that has a bunch of like smart home things and a raspberry pi and i'm messing with it at home all the time um i'm a i probably spend too much time playing fortnite i like playing fortnite in the <laughs> evenings uh and i'm a big transformers fan so some comics and things like that so yeah yeah i love the fact that even around the, the transformers it's you get into it. I like people who get passionate about a topic and uh, yeah. actually the transformer chip sticker is kind of like in, <laughs> in reference to that hobby of yours. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool that you get into that. And I, I just like to see people who are passionate about things. Um, I guess yeah. I, I get that way too. And uh, no matter what the topic, I think they're just cool hobbies. There, there's a guy I found online. who's like a, a pastor at a church and he also loves transformers and he would write blog posts about this is a few years ago he would write blog posts and like comparing like different transformer episodes and kind of like some truths about god that he would pull out of it oh, that's cool and i was like i'm here all day for this this is great sometimes i watch uh, goldbergers and they have they have some of the transformers i had as a kid and yeah. every time i see them i'm yep. like oh i wish i had those i'd send them to adam <laughs> yeah yeah i've seen this <clears throat> yeah so that's some of the stuff i do for fun well, thank you so much for joining us and just giving the opportunity for the community to hear a little bit about what it is that LCBC is doing in some really um, very valid and um, important ways right now. Some of the things that set your, you apart and how you approach your uniqueness in different ways as an organization. I think that's inspiring and something that every church can can learn from. How do I set things up so we are uniquely pursuing our unique mission and, and just giving us a chance to get to know you a little bit more. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Yeah, you bet. And guys, thank you for all the work that you guys do. Um, I know you guys, you, John, you're talking about effort. I know you guys put in a lot of effort. You guys work hard. And um, they're, uh, weekly, our team and uh, our ministry staff, we talk through the different opportunities we have because of, uh, of rock and things that we wouldn't have been able to do before and we can do today. Um, so thank you for the ways that you guys have impacted our church and our ministry um, and uh, all the stories that we hear that you guys don't get to hear. Um, and I wish I could find a way to funnel them to you. Uh, but just thank you for um, the impact that you guys have had on our church through uh, the technology that you guys are investing in and building. Definitely. It's something that we love doing. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. the encouragement. It's a, an absolute passion project for the team. Yeah. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yep. And if you're listening yep. today, thank you for joining us as well. And we will see you next time.
This episode of Rockcast is brought to you by Rock sponsor IT OneSource. Any IT products and services solutions can be acquired through IT OneSource. Connect with them today at rockrms.com/sponsors. <laughs>